To Gesundheit with Jacobus, Health Talk Radio, integrating allopathic and all natural medicine one show at a time. Here is your host, Jacobus Hollowine. All right, everybody, welcome to the program. Good morning to you. How are things? What a gorgeous day. It's kind of uh, cloudy out, but we know all that. That has been, uh, that's been the way it's been for the last uh, few weeks, but all in all, pleasant outside. It is uh, Saturday, August 12th, and we are here talking today with Dr. Dan Young, and, uh, but we're talking about health healing and healthy lifestyles with the experts, give them a chance to chat about what they are doing in practice, a book they have written, research they're doing, uh, just to get you uh, up to date on some of the later work and research. Um, as always, we're not here to diagnose, treat, or cure. It's all about education, information, and some entertainment. We always recommend that you either talk to the guest after the program, give him a call, set up an appointment, but otherwise see a physician or specialist of your choice and just become the best, become the best educated person that you can be. Either for yourself, get inspired, be hopeful. And uh, all for somebody close to you. Let me tell you about Dan Young. He is a radio guest. He is an author, a lecturer, and a clinician. We'll talk about his radio show also today. Curious. He is also the creator of Practice Blueprint, a guide to clinical mastery, a hands-on six-day intensive intern program. Dan's passion is to educate people on what it takes to improve their health and save time and money in the process. Over the course of his career, he has accumulated in excess of 23,000 hours of hands-on clinical experience. He has joined Country Doctor Nutritional Center, a family-owned wellness center in Cheyenne, Wyoming, in 2001. In 2003, Dan completed his traditional naturopath training with his father, Samuel Young, who was a master herbalist and naturopathic doctor. Dan's practice is certified by the American Naturopathic Medical Association, where he has been a board-certified member for the past 15 years, 14, 15 years. Country Doctor Nutritional Center now welcomes over 4,000 nutritional therapy offices visits per year. Country Doctor Herbals, founded by Samuel Young, now provides its branded products to natural healing locations nationwide. Dan is also the author of Your Personal Guide to the Ultimate Healing System, 18 Proven Steps to Achieve Optimum Health, which is a rewrite of Samuel Young's 2003 book, By Appointment Only. And then there is also Total Wellness Radio, which is Dan Young's media outreach channel. Now, he lives in Wyoming, and if you want to write down this number, if you ever want to get a hold of him as a uh, for 
for help, support, uh, maybe to go see him or when he that he has contacting you over distance. The number is 307, that is Wyoming, 307-634 and then 2464, 634-2464. And uh, Dan, absolute pleasure to have you back on the show. I am very grateful to be here again. Jacob. Yeah, this has thank been you. Too you may long. want to pull the microphone over a little bit. A little more? That'd be that great. Better? Yeah. All right. It's been, you say it's too long, and then I realize yeah. it was late July last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been too long. It seems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on a trip. You yeah. are. No, no, Liam no, and I were you're here last on a trip. year. Liam yeah. and you were here, and uh, you are, you've been going on a trip through the Western States. Yes. And uh, do some radio work and talk yeah. to clients. Yeah. It's kind of an interesting, a little bit of time off. Right to kind of re, re I, I refer to this as recharging my batteries. Believe it or yeah, not, I mean, yeah, interesting. Just, I got to go up to Myrtle Creek, Oregon, see my folks for two or three days. Oh, and, uh, did a radio show with uh, KQEN with uh, Kyle Bailey up there, which was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed it. Um, and then Thursday, uh, two days later, my show and on uh, K Ray on fourteen eighty K Ray and Cheyenne was aired. Uh, we had to record that one. We normally do it live. Yes, I love live radio myself personally, like uh -huh. as I know you do. And uh, but we had to record that segment, and it played on Thursday. Yes. And then uh, here we are today, now Saturday. Yeah. Here in Bozeman, and looking forward to a a fun-filled and informative show with you this morning, as well as uh, meeting lots of new people over at uh, Gesundheit Nutrition yeah, Center be this fun. afternoon. It's going to be hopefully a, it's be a wonderful day. I'm just you I'm come in from one to three or something. I'm sorry, one to three, about approximately one to uh, four. I think we've been putting out there like two to four, or uh, something whatever. like that. You know, <laughs> just I'm, show up. I'm just going to show up and, and uh, <laughs> hang and, out and show, introduce people to kinesiology and watch their eyes get real big and ask mm -hmm. me questions like, "Well, how does that work?" and my standard answer is really well. Now lie down, you know, type of thing. So. <laughs> wow, you have had a, a very interesting start in your career. You obviously were raised by a father who was into this. Yes. And you said you visited your folks, so I take your father is still alive. Yes, doing well. 75, oh. he's out there. He I'll beat be me at golf. Wow. Oh. Um, so that was, you know, humbling. But, yeah, uh, but you let him win, of course. Yeah, well, you know, I had a few shots that made up for it, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's really special that you do that. And your wife is working with you in the clinic yes. and your daughter and your son. Yeah. Yeah. It's a family. It's a really, it's a second generation going yeah. on third generation now, you know. Yeah. Um, we're very blessed. Yeah, you know, it is. Real grateful. And uh, what, what is it, uh, uh, you know, you, I, I, we were talking before the program and, you know, here you see 4,000 plus people every year. That is a lot of visits. Yeah. How did all that come about, uh, that uh, that you have grown so much? Uh, you know, what, it, what do you do that is special? Like Cheyenne, we talked, there's about 70,000 people. Right. And what happened all of a sudden that, was it because your father started it, or what What are you doing different? You know, as, as well as I do, Jacob, especially with your experience and what you've done with your nutrition center here in, in Bozeman, it's... It's a process, it's events, it's working hard every day and being massively patient long term. I mean, it's it's a combination of several things. When I first joined my father in clinical practice, one of the things I noticed for me personally is that I was not truly able to duplicate what I saw him doing with his clients. And my father had a you know a large client base. He was he was as busy as he wanted to be. Right. But he was only seeing maybe six to eight people a day. Uh-huh. And when I, what I noticed was at time of checkout, the bill was really kind of high. Mm. It was, you know, three to $500 a pop. Yeah. Okay. Now it wasn't that the, that he was 
not doing something he shouldn't. And it wasn't that he was trying to upsell a bunch of product. It was that at that time, these are what these people needed. They understood it. He spent a lot of time with, with people, um, really educating them. Yeah. And then he would see him about once you know, about three or four weeks, four weeks, five weeks, come back and recheck everything. And what happened was, is that when I started stepping into that role, yeah. as he was grooming me to kind of take over the clinic, what I realized for me personally is I wanted to see more people and have a lower fee practice. Mm-hmm. I could just envision in my head that this would be more uh, impactful for the long-term health I see. of of my community. Right. If I could develop and work on and, and to get exposed to how can I deliver the same level of care, but do it at a more economical price point. And so I really had to not just, you know, studying the you know, chemistry of man by Bernard Jensen and, and really figuring that out, how w- people could eat and be well and become a healer. But I had to become a business person too. I had to become a clinician right. uh, and, a, and a, a well-rounded clinician, meaning that, that I'm sensitive to, I don't, you know, diagnose checkbooks, by the way, but I had to be sensitive to that because people have to do certain things long-term okay. to get the benefit. And so we, um, we got some advanced training. I did some business management stuff additionally, you know, with some offices that were being very successful, uh, yes. back in, in December of 05. Yeah. I came back and it was me and one person working in the office. That was it. And, uh, uh, we started implementing. We started executing. We started putting into place smaller visit times, but lower fee, but yet specific things covered in that visit. And when we did that, people loved it. Because they felt it was very structured. It yeah. wasn't, you know, it was very, you know, we cover a ton of stuff in a 15 minute visit. I mean, 15 minutes doesn't sound like that long with somebody until you realize that it's number one, it's twice the national average that people get to spend with a medical doctor, number one. Mm-hmm. And number two, the way we structure it, we get a lot covered. So we're seeing, I see about 100 to 110 people a week now working part time. I, I work mon- just Monday through Thursday clinically. Yeah. And, uh, and this young lady and I back in January of 2006, we implemented, the things that would position us to have more greater impact and that economics no longer became a big issue about going to see the country doctor, that that was diminished Mm. and people could get exposed to and experience a greater level of health. They could afford to do it long-term, which it takes long-term to unwind a lot of the stressors that people have put themselves under to get there to begin with. Uh And, uh, and we started implementing and we started seeing, um, you know, the business doubled, and it's been, uh, we've been seeing uh, well over 4,000 visits a year for the That's last amazing. almost almost 10 years now. Wow. So. Wow. Congratulations. So thank you. And, and to answer fully your question, it results. The bottom line is results. Uh-huh. I mean, people come back, they get the results, they go out, they multiply, they tell, you know, they, they, you know, and they come back to the, and then their family and friends and kids and grandparents and people from out of town. And so that's how you end up with you know, 20 to 30 clients in Bozeman, Montana from mm-hmm. Cheyenne, Wyoming is Interesting. that uh, someone locally had a mom or a sister that lived over here and they mm-hmm. talk and we meet and we test and we put them on a plan and, you know, change their change their health profile mm-hmm. uh, over time by helping them start doing the right thing. Now, often we talk with uh, years ago, I talked to a, to a doctor an ex uh, retired, I should say retired general practitioner and he said one of the big issues we are dealing with is that today in medical school the students are being suggested to stay in school an extra two years to become a specialist because they can pretty much triple their income and he said so it is very hard to still train general practitioners people who 
simply are common sense doctors like we used to have, like what you call yourself the country doctor. You deal with anybody. You don't do house visits, but in the olden days, you know, you had doctors that do house visits. And he said, we're just simply losing that. And then on top of that, he said, we're dealing with issues that uh, the administrative work that you have in an office, you it becomes so expensive to hire somebody who is good and keep them around because otherwise you're going to have to do it yourself. You do not only do your deal it, it for a general practitioner. It's hard to go into a practice with four or five different doctors. That's right. But if you have specialists, if you all have internists, for example, then you can have those all five in an office, have a right. secretary help out and, mm-hmm. um, you know, do all the bookkeeping, keep track of all the, the patients, et cetera. And sure. then everybody makes a bunch of money. So there is this, obviously, there is a survival, the financial survival need, but at the same time, we're losing connection with the patient yes. uh, because we are specialists of you become a specialist that, who is not interested in everything else in the body. That's now, right. when we talk about naturopathy, we are dealing with, in general, the, and, and even over here on Bozeman with the naturopathic doctors, everybody has kind of gone to... Uh, get their own little little thing that the, the the pet topic that they like. It could sure. be hormones. It could be cancer. Sure. It could be uh, digestive problems. It yep. could be children. Yep. Uh, they get their own niche, so to say. Sure. And what I sometimes wonder is that we're losing the fact that dealing with an individual is dealing with body, mind, and spirit. It dealing with who are you. As a person, what may be the possible reason why you are suffering from a disorder, why you suffer from a disease, is this you are sensitive because you inherited it? Is it because your lifestyle and diet? Is it your body trying to tell you from the inside out, hey, I need you to pay attention right now because I can't continue like this? Yes, yes, and yes. Yeah, so, and that is what I... (laughs) What I love to see, and I, I don't know how do you approach that. Uh, you do use kinesiology a lot yes. in your practice, which is uh, other people say, call it uh, muscle testing. Sure. Um, I uh, I don't know how you do it. I know some people just do it, and other people say, well, you really need to balance yourself with the person. You cannot have any personal uh, emotional issues that you're dealing with that you can transfer to the individual. So... How do you detect, what do you ask the body in your kinesiology to tell you, to communicate to you? Excellent questions. You've brought up three things. i got to address them real quick. Oh, First come of all, on. I mean, it's, it's the relationship thing. I mean, We're only here till 11. So, that's a okay. huge piece. That's a yeah, huge no, piece. Of course it is. You know, modern medicine, unfortunately, has found itself in a transactional relationship with its patient rather than legacy. Okay. Okay, transaction versus legacy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what we do in our approach is completely the opposite. Our our information, our education, the process that we use, I spend more time talking to clients away from visits yes. than actually during because it's about legacy. It's about relationship. It's not about the transaction at hand of exchange your time and, and your dollars for my expertise in that moment, and then I don't see you for six months to a year. We don't even talk. That's, see, that's a transaction-based relationship. And unfortunately, like you said earlier, it's driven by economics. Yes. Um, the next thing I always like to make sure that people understand is that we don't treat the thing. And that's unfortunately where now we've got all these specialists 
and you touched on it. And it's an important point to, to, to really understand. We don't treat the thing. We evaluate the person. Big difference. So now we can pull into what you're talking about, mind, body, spirit. You can pull into that whole human being wrapped together mm -hmm. in harmony and homeostasis, right? Right. And those are components that have to be looked at. They, ha they can't be ignored in overall long-term health. We have to look at those three components. Mm -hmm. So we use a system of evaluation that regardless of the thing, cancer, indigestion, insomnia, allergies, it doesn't matter what the thing is. Mm -hmm. As you and I both know, the thing is nothing more than a name of, of a series of symptoms sure. that's been given a specific tagline, yeah. period. And unfortunately, as the older retired gentleman told you, we're not creating general practitioners. Now we're getting into specialists because these kids are being taught, if this is the thing, here's the script. Right. They're not, and the, and it's a total disconnect between why does this person have the thing? What's present causing the thing? What's missing causing the thing? What can this person do to get rid of the thing? See, it's all about the person. Right. Modern medicine makes it all about the thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we got to get off that kind of thinking because mm -hmm. no one's getting healthy when they're just using the transactional relationship, focusing on the thing. It's got to be about relationship yes. with the person, focusing on evaluating the person. Why is the thing there? Mm -hmm. And then lastly, Kinesiology. Okay. Yeah. There's several evaluation tools. There's lots. I mean, there's acupuncture. There's, there's, you know, system surveys. There's blood, evaluation blood forms testing. that you use. Blood, blood testing. testing. Reams testing for, uh -huh. you know, the pH and, and looking at the pH levels in the saliva and the urine and, and what chemical, um, what chemistry is that revealing to us that's out of balance? I mean, these are all valuable. Th hair analysis, mineral, yeah. mineral yeah. deficiencies and or excesses. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are all valuable tools that practitioners become, um, you know, experienced in using mm -hmm. to evaluate their, the, the, the person so that they can figure out why they have the thing. Right. Or more importantly, what could they do to get rid of the thing? Okay. Right. With kinesiology, uh, muscle testing, I've been exposed to about four or five different types. Uh, and I always give credit where credit's due. My father was the first one to teach me, you know, about basic muscle testing and, and how to do it successfully. Uh -huh. Um, then uh, we studied, I studied with a guy by the name of, uh, of uh, John Bremhall out of Parker, Colorado. Amazing mm -hmm. practitioner, been doing it for 40 years. Mm -hmm. uh, Freddie Ulan's group out of Clearwater, Florida, another version of kinesiology, its application. Dr. Dunn out of Florida also, who yeah. works in a lot of the methylated type vitamin areas and working with genetic uh, snipping and, and looking at how to clear those snips in the right order with the right methylation of vitamins and minerals and this type of thing. Right. So I've been able to get exposed to several different things and kind of have blended together for me what works best and i get the broadest range of improvement and results uh in the in the least amount of time which is that's the saving of time and money yes using and blending in those things that people have proven clinically right that seem to get nice consistent results time and time again mm -hmm. and so we use a form i call it nutritional kinesiology for lack of a better term i'm using an indicator muscle with stress along the nerve system on the body to identify where there might be a disconnect and either something present that shouldn't be there or something's absent that should. And it's like allowing your body's blueprint, because we all have one, mm -hmm. at a nervous system level to answer questions in a non-invasive way that will just guide us down the path of what this person specifically needs. So it doesn't matter if this person, if you have 10 people in a room that have digestive problems, gas and bloating heartburn, Okay. And they all have the same complaints and that's it. Sure. And you evaluate them with this system, right? Rather than trying to treat the thing, 
evaluate them with the system, and it's the same system every time, but it will bring on display different answers as to the underlying cause because you're, you're utilizing the nervous system as a blueprint to be your guide in, in creating, in developing the right process or plan that they need to follow, and it's okay. specific to them. Mm. And that's why, at the end of the day, now you have to have compliance. So everybody listening needs to really clue into the word compliance because if you, you can do this and do it very well as a, as a clinician and apply it very accurately. Mm -hmm. But if you, and anybody can learn to do this, by the way, this is not, this is pure science. Which is true. It's everybody pure science. Everybody can learn how to do it. Yeah. Anybody mm -hmm. can learn how to do it. Mm -hmm. So it's based in pure science. Once you understand the concept and the foundation and practice, 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 right? And get good at it and get the feel for it. Anybody can do kinesiology. Once you start applying that though, and give it to the person, then they have to comply long enough to reverse the process, the flow of disharmony in the body that caused them to have and develop the thing to begin with. Mm -hmm. So we now have capabilities in nutrition to look at the DNA level of people and find out where is their genetic weaknesses and use nutrition to modulate down mm -hmm. the negative expression of those weaknesses now. Okay. That's being done clinically. Mm -hmm. With nutrition in a non-invasive way, the emotional components. There's, there's, you know, serious emotional components. These are energies that are either displaced or aberrant patterns due to trauma, whatever that can be detected and help the person modify. So, right. and then the physical side as well. Right. Wow. So there's a lot to it. Yeah, there's a lot to it. Uh, oh boy. Well, we have a lot to talk about. I got a bunch of questions coming your way again, uh, folks. Uh, you are listening to Gesundheit with Jacobus. And we are going to take a short break. We will be right back. Most people will not go to the doctor when they just feel tired or when they just have an ache or pain because they simply hope it will go away tomorrow. So we become our own doctors by saying, well, it will probably go away tomorrow. <laughs> you know, right, that's, right. Uh, that's how we doctor ourselves. But if it doesn't go away after about eight or nine weeks, we start to panic. And then we say, we better go see a doctor. And so we set up an appointment, and the appointment may take six to two, six weeks, two months, three months before you can see a specialist. And, and I have talked to people on a regular basis too and say, they say, well, I have a meet, I have like today, right now it's August 12th. They may say, I have an appointment on, uh, on October 7th. Wow. And I said, October 7th. I mean, you got five, you got almost two months yeah. to start working on yourself. You may actually be able to cancel the appointment. Absolutely. You know, and, and people put their faith in a doctor. And then what I find out is that when they go have the visit and they have that little bit of time with the actual doctor, they spend quite a bit of time in the waiting room. They spend quite a bit of time. Uh, with the, uh, with the nurse practitioner. Yes. And it's all good. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but whatever you get when you walk out of there is no guarantee that you are going to be better within a day or a week or a month. That's correct. They simply try to give you something to see if this sticks. Yep. And part of the reason why there is so much failure in Western medicine, allopathic medicine and and I mentioned not too long ago on the show, Johns Hopkins University just came out with a study last year in which they published that a quarter million people die, die in this country as a side effect of allopathic or Western medicine. That's correct. For a combination of reasons. And nobody 
raises an eyelid. I know. And, and, and people, are not, but when you talk about a naturopath, where in the history it shows they haven't killed anybody, yeah, they say they're wishy-washy. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's just, it's an amazing intro to a, a tragic situation that we're it under is. in this country. It's, it's tragic. Yeah. And it's and, literally tragic. We have, we have a situation where people are looking up things on the internet. Yeah. Right. You touched on that. Sure. 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 They're going to Google, which is our teenage daughter that knows everything. Right. right. And, uh-huh. and they're getting, you know, t- typing in insomnia and they get, uh, you know, 20 million hits. Yeah. Um, or, you know, or they're, re- they're headline readers and they're buying stuff. They have no idea if it's going to do them any good. Correct. They're searching. Correct. Right. People are sick and tired of being sick and tired. The old cliche line, but it's yep. true. I mean, the system, a, a, a small piece of the truth is we have a system that's exceptionally good at a few things. The big picture is when it comes to chronic, we're not doing so good. The things that you described, John Hopkins in its recent report suggests that when we have a chronic situation, uh-huh. 10 days or longer, that's how you could define chronic. If you have a broken bone or need stitches, that's emergency care. They're wonderful. Sure. And nobody's going to dispute the fact that every moment of every day, somewhere out there in this country, someone's life is being saved because the, the, the specialist, the EMT, the person on the scene knew the right thing to do and how to do it. But at the end of the day, when it comes to chronic, there's only two tools that the modern medical establishment reaches for. So you can go to Mayo and you can go through there. I mean, huge, huge undertaking of being exposed to this amazing scientific wizardry for a couple, two to three days and have two different visits to confirm what they think they found. But at the end of the day, they have two tools and two tools only, drugs or scalpels. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. That is it. So they're trying, they're, they basically have a, a, a country convinced that you're, you, you have a drug deficiency or you have a scalpel deficiency. And that's it. Right. In naturopathic care, it's the most advanced form of care there is because we're not pigeonholing your health. There's over 900 listed protocols that I carry in this database right in front of me for, for over 326 known conditions. And you have to be able to, as I mentioned earlier, use a system that allows that whatever that care needs to be specific to that person to be tailored to that person. And that's how you get the best results in chronic. And you need to have a a person who is personally interested in their own health and not just in resolving that issue. I mean, their their symptom, it needs to be that you understand that um, it it takes a full range. Sometimes. Absolutely. The body is craving uh, spiritual time for yourself. There is other times when it 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 says you better get off the couch and start doing something. Right. Uh, there are times when you start you have to take supplements or you have to change your diet. Um, there are different things where we get stuck, mm-hmm. and the body is showing it through symptoms. And yep. if we understand, if we can trace back, so if somebody comes in and says. Well, I got arthritis in my hands, and I said, oh, wow, how long have you had it? Well, you know, I, it runs in the family, so. And I go, what do you mean it runs in the family? <laughs> that means nothing. Uh, right? That means that you know about it. and They heard that you can from do someone that. else. Exactly. You know, and I've told this, told the story before. 13 people on my father's side have died of heart attacks. Yes. So am I going to die of a heart attack? Well, I don't have a crystal ball. Right. But there are things I can do. Trying to protect the heart. Yes. Now, if I do everything 100%, I don't know. You know, I'll do what I can, but there's always new stuff coming out. So, but if you know that you're prone to breast cancer, 
you don't just remove your breasts, you know, like Angelina Jolie did. There are things you can do to avoid it because if your body is your body is the tool to tell you through cancer yes. that something is going on that you should work on, then the cancer will find another way to come out. And That's then you're right. like, wait a second, I was supposed to get breast cancer and now I got pancreatic cancer. That's no fair, you know? Yeah. yeah. So if cancer is the tool that the body says, I'm going to use, I've used it in through generations to show you that there's something wrong on the inside. There is things we can do already on the inside to make yep. sure it we stay healthier longer. And in your book, which is called the, your personal guide to the ultimate healing system, um, you talk about the fact that um, uh, so many people are. Uh, see, now I lost my train of thought. I'm That's looking okay. at the title. Well, I, you go ahead and look at no, that, and I, I'll... I'm going to come back on yeah. that because it is. Uh, see, it's so funny. I lose my train of thought. We'll get, we'll I'm get looking over at the title and I go like, I forget about it. Okay. <laughs> so that's not good. But it was, you, you said some very interesting things in the book and I highly recommend people read the book and grab it, grab a copy. Sorry. You were, you wanted to say something. Well, you, you had mentioned in. something earlier about, you know, the mindset of the person, the philosophy of the person. We have a, we have a situation where we have people who are, are groomed into believing yeah. that you need an insurance driven, insurance based form of care. And so one of the first one or two or three questions that comes up from people, and they're legitimate questions, well, will insurance pay for this? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, let me ask you a question. Insurance has paid for your health up until this point. How well have you made out to this far? Yes. See, when you have an insurance-driven form of care in a country, it's always, always 100% miserable failure and chronic illness, mm -hmm. period. It's a great business, mm -hmm. right? But it's, it's a terrible restorative model for health. And so people get, get, they get groomed into the diagnosis versus result mindset. They get diagnosis driven to go somewhere and, Oh, what do I have? What do I have? What do I have? They get down, they start marching down that path and realize that it doesn't matter what the thing is. Mm -hmm. How are you going to get over the thing? What, the, what, what results can we put together for you in the short and long term? Like you said, be it diet, lifestyle, stress reduction. Um, meditation, more exercise, the right supplementation. That's why they're called supplements. They're supposed to supplement the right diet. Right. And it's the, <clears throat> you and I mentioned this to each other this morning before the show. One of the hardest things that we face, you know, clinically, the biggest challenge is not figuring out what the person needs to do. It's getting the person dedicated to saving their own life. Yes. That's the challenge because see, modern medicine says, Hey, there's, a, you're going over the cliff and they reach out and grab you. And so modern medicine gets the accolades because, ooh, they saved a life because this person was going over the cliff. Mm -hmm. Nat naturopathy, herbology, natural healthcare approaches, evaluations yes. say, look, there's a cliff over there and you're heading towards it. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So if we adjust this, we adjust that, you're going to position yourself to at best avoid the cliff as best as possible. So you don't go over that cliff like with you, 13 family members, heart disease, Right. Heart episode heart killed attacks. them. Heart killed attack. Them. An episode mm -hmm. killed them. Mm -hmm. And you know yourself in the top 10 leading cause of death in this country that heart related illnesses are one of the most correctable things on the planet. Absolutely. Yeah. You write about it in your book. Yeah. It's, you know? So, so can we do things to position ourselves? Here's the yeah. bottom line. We're all going to pay the ultimate price someday and pass on. Mm -hmm. that, that's a foregone conclusion, right? Time yeah. is undefeated. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. Time is undefeated. Yeah. But most people spend the last 10, 15, or 20 years of that 
experience living in decrepitude. And this was the point I was going to make. This is the whole thing is that to get away from That was I was going to say uh, in your book, it talks about yeah. that the quality of life, we are able to stay alive longer. Yes. It is just that we don't have the quality of life anymore at the end. And we, how often do we say, man, he died in his sleep. Lucky bastard. You know, or he died <laughs> yeah, doing right. what he loved to do. He exactly. collapsed. Lucky 110 bastard. on a motorcycle, baby. Yeah. And it is, we, too many people, and there's nothing wrong with the fact that we have retirement homes and that we have places where people can go. Right. If things but come it's to a that symptom, point. Jacobus, it is, it is that the, is a symptom. The, 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 the last 40, 50 years, we've seen, you know, the, the, the retired limit living, the assisted living, all these other things take place because the, Used to be generationally, the families took care of the, of the elderly yeah. in their home. They had some, you know, and they lived there until they passed. That's not the case anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, we have now, it's the whole industry, which is a symptom of ill health, mm -hmm. right? Generationally, people are getting more and more ill. The system that we have is not giving the people the results they're looking for because they think they need a diagnosis. True. And knowing what's wrong with you does zero to help you get over what's wrong with you. Here's the other thing to think about. And I want the people to listen to this to ponder. If you can't tell a well person how they got sick, what makes you qualified to tell a sick person how to get well? Good point. What makes you qualified to do that? Yeah. See, unless your system focuses on that, unless your evaluation and your approach only focuses on what is standing. There's only two reasons people get ill. Two. That's it. Including birth defects. The presence of something that should not be there or the absence of something that should. Most people, it's a combination of both. You need an evaluation system that helps you identify both and positions them, empowers them to take responsibility on the things they can make choices on yes. because the Genome Project proved it, what, 13, 14 years ago, that about 30, 35% of your overall health in your lifetime in 80 years is, has anything to do with genetic expression. The other 65 to 70% is diet and lifestyle choices. Hey, I'll take a 70, 30 bet any day. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Of course. But you got to know what that 70 is. Yes. That's why you exist and do what you've done for so many years. That's why our mm. goes on with the answer to your earlier question. That's why a, a clinic like ours is so successful and, and has a national reach mm -hmm. is because that's what people are really, truly looking for. Yeah. Results versus diagnosis. It's key. And um, there is also, uh, you have a do radio show, Total Wellness Radio. That is yeah. uh, TotalWellnessRadio.com. That's right. Is the website, but uh, Country Doctor, what, what is the other website? Well, the, the website for the actual nutrition center, yes, Country Doctor Nutritional Center okay. .com, um, where they can kind of plug into all the other things that are going on, order the mm -hmm. book, or, or listen into, uh, tap into the radio show, right. um, and then the uh, radio show that we do every other Thursday live in Cheyenne well, is every on. Every other Thursday. Uh-huh. All right. Every other Thursday. So this, it won't be. Next week, it'll be the week after we'll be back on again. It's uh, 1480 K-Ray, K-R-A-E, out of Cheyenne, and uh, that can be live-streamed as well. And we cover a specific topic because uh, 30 minutes goes by like that. As you and I know, our first hour is almost up, and it's yeah. like we're not even started yet. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's very so we stay with one specific topic. I think last Thursday was fibromyalgia, but I wasn't there. We recorded it. So Okay. <laughs> huh. Yeah, good for you. You know what? We're blessed to be able to carry a valuable message, period. Right. I mean, that's what you do. That's what I do. Our goal, end, end, at the end of the day, did we have a valuable message to carry to other people to help turn on the lights? You know, most people, it's like a dimmer switch. You know what I mean? Yes. Comes, the light come on a little, a little bit. We were talking about this also, that people have to have this type of exposure, it seems, 
yes. over and over and over and over again. And then, and then it dawns on them uh, somehow, some way, that seventh connection or whatever, it dawns on them, you know, maybe I should call Jacobus and go over and see about something like that. But they've had three other people tell them, hey, go get something checked out. Or this guy says, I can't help you anymore, the doc or whatever. And it's, it gets them prompted to go in a different direction where they can actually take some quality care of themselves. And that's right. what that's what brings people to us. I know that's what brings people to you. Mm. So, Like I just had a brain fart earlier. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> I'm sure he'll do a little checking on me, <laughs> making sure there's still a pulse. I'm just running on cruise control yeah, here. That's but uh, yeah, you know one of the biggest issues that I uh, that I deal with is um, digestion. Mm-hmm. That not not I deal with, but a lot of people come in for digestive issues. Yep, and uh, thyroid is a big one, mm-hmm. and then a misunderstanding about adrenals. So the adrenal, we call it adrenal fatigue, adrenal stress, where yep. in reality what it is is it's an imbalance. Yep. in the uh, hormones made by the adrenal glands. And, of course, they have a lot to do with it uh, as far as the uh, how we feel when yep. the adrenals become fatigued. Uh, what are some of the things, that, what are some of the major things that you deal with in your practice? Well, I mean, let's just start with adrenal. I mean, we live in a country today, we live in a society today that is, it's extremely convenient, but it's not very healthy. And let me explain. Everything is quick fix. We have become, I mean, if I want to, um, figure out what the weather is in Beijing right now. I can do it and not even miss a beat talking to you. I just take the little phone out and type, you know what I mean? And it tells me. I mean, so access to things that we think we need is uh, like instantaneous. Right. Except good health. Now, there's information that we can access about health, mm-hmm. but accessing the process of achieving good health, it takes time and effort. And so... Um, you know, with adrenals, you're talking about, and, and here's the thing that most people don't realize about adrenals, because one of the, the things that we deal with the most, it's not just energy that becomes an issue. Allergies, sensitive to the environment. Those okay? are symptoms that are of, that will point you in the right. See, here's when we use a we use like a system survey for evaluation, kind of points me in the direction of groups mm-hmm. or organs and systems in the body that could be under stress. It's, it was developed by a medical doctor into clinical nutrition about 56 years ago now, yeah. back when they worked together and medical doctors were really interested in the, the underlying stress causing the symptom, not just the pill for the ill mm-hmm. approach, right? Mm-hmm. Write the script. Um, and I'm not saying that all doctors are that way, but it seems, there's a, there seems to be that out there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you, you can be, uh, you can be subject to, uh, even loud noise. Sensitivities can oh, be a dream. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of things. So there can have this list of things that are symptoms, one underlying causal problem. And that's what we have to look at. So digestion is the same way. They can have it gas, bloating, nausea, headaches, sleep deprivation, tingling in the hands and feet. They can body aches, they, all these different things that normally sometimes they wouldn't associate with a digestive problem. But yet if you trace it back, so that one thing can cause 20 to 30 different symptoms. I see. And yeah, again, there we go. It's yeah. uh, Don't chase the uh, symptoms. Uh, Identify the cause. Right. And like you said, uh, the cause is really twofold. It's either a deficiency or a toxicity. You don't get what you need or you get too much of what you don't need. That's it. And, and once we figure that out yep. and explain that, and obviously you cannot explain that to people. Um, in just five minutes no and 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 write him a prescription and tell him to go to the next person so exactly 
There's exactly. a lot to learn. Folks, uh, Gazuntai with Jacobus, we will be back. Hour number two coming up. We will be right back. I like, I love this discussion that we had in the first hour simply because <clears throat> it gives us both a chance to talk about our frustrations, but yes. also about within the health industry, but also at the same time, the fact that we are so blessed yes. and fortunate to yes. do what we do. Oh, yeah. And, and that we see a continuous growth in the pop, within the population that says we're not happy when we discover there is a health issue that we're not getting any more answers. Now we can actually go to places where they, they have a little bit more interest in us, who we are, to f try to help understand how we can come to a solution, yep. a long-term solution that increases the quality of life. So, Thank you. That's good. Uh, yeah. And so m too many people live a, live a short quality of life and die a long death. And then there are very few people who live a long quality of life and die a short death. And well that's put. what we all want. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well put. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's absolutely a pleasure. Uh, right before the break, we started jumping on adrenal health, uh, the thyroid issues. Uh, mm -hmm. We know Alzheimer's is on the rise. Yes. Uh, we know a lot of people are dealing with digestive issues. Oh, Yesterday geez. again, I had, uh, I talked to a, a small family and I talked with them about some ongoing digestive issues with, with people. And I, there is so much confusion because people take their digestive system as simply, well, it's there. But yeah. it's the key to health. It is. It is a key to health, but it is an interesting thing. And as somebody, a naturopath has told me once, it is actually officially outside the body because there is no blood anywhere in the digestive tract. Mm -hmm. Once it's an it enters the system. blood, it is a closed system. Yes. And a biologist once told me from Montana State University, he said it was really interesting because when you watch the cell division in a fetus, there comes a point where all of a sudden you see the cells developing, 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 and all of a sudden there is this like this 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 spin where something goes inside and comes out the other way, and we start having this beautiful system that correct. is all of a sudden split in two. That's correct. So yeah. everything becomes yeah. uh, you know and not if you, everything. If you split a mitochondria right yes. and look at it from a side view, a slice view, yes. it resembles the digestive tract. Oh, how interesting. There's a very close resemblance between that cellular structure yeah. once sliced and if you were to look at the just the large or the small to large bowel and how it is situated. Oh, very, very similar. It's it very, very fascinating. And and what what I see with this what, as well, what an amazing system. It is an amazing system. And when you think about it, that the fact that there is no blood, so it hasn't entered the bloodstream yet. So if you bleed in your mouth, bleed in your stomach, bleed in your colon, bleed in your rectum, you better go see somebody because that's not a good thing. That's correct. And so this is, in a way, our second line of defense, in my opinion. The first yes. one is, what do I put in my mouth? Yep. Uh, the second line of defense is, that's my choice. The second line of defense is, my my digestive system will let me know if the cells, the 43 trillion cells we have in the body, will actually absorb the nutrients. Correct. So the stomach will let you know, I didn't like it. So you feel bloated or acid reflux or you start to throw up it comes right out because there is something in that food that was not good for you then you have your indigestion that you could experience after about an hour mm -hmm. after you eat something because now it has moved into the duodenum and we don't know if we have enough bile from the gallbladder coming in if we still have a gallbladder we don't know if we have enough pancreatic enzymes if the pancreas is working right 
And after that, it moves into your intestines, your small intestines, and we have absorption. So an hour and a half after you consume something, it's really moving into your small intestine and people start having pain and aches in the small intestine or after a couple hours in the colon. And then we start having issues. So people say, well, I eat and 30 minutes later, I already got diarrhea. Well, that means that it's telling you something something, (laughs) and that may not be per se stomach related. But when I talk to people, Dan, I say we have to start at the top. People who come in and say, uh, you know, I feel bloated and I have diarrhea and constipation, so I'm here to buy probiotics. I said, tell them, I said, how do you know that the problem is in the colon? It may very well be that you're eating something that you're allergic to. It is possible that you, that you drink while you eat, like I just said in the, in the commercial before the program, before the hour, that you're drinking something that messes up your digestive juices in the stomach. So don't drink. Maybe that helps. Or take some enzymes so that we get the breakdown in the stomach. And then as it works its way through, if it is not broken down properly in the stomach, how can you expect your colon to do a perfect job for you? You can't do it. You know, Most people in this country think that the large bowel is just a waste tube. It has no functions. Right. It absorbs the last 10% of the nutrition out of the food that we eat. It recirculates... uh, uh, fluid for hydration. True. It produces antibodies for the immune system. It produces yeah. a bile in the cecum area for the for the appendix, so that it can secrete a lubricating type fluid, so that the that bile or the uh, the bowel movement can actually travel against gravity, the ace the ascending yes. side of the bowel Correct. to the transverse descent, so it can make that transition. And so there's a lot more jobs than just a waste tube yeah. that this is involved with. It's huge. Well, you take the appendix out, you've just you've just compromised your immune system and uh, elimination channels in the body. Interesting. It's huge. Mm-hmm. So, and that is such a surgery that gets done so often. So often, you know. And then the, go on with uh, to to play onto some of your digestive issues. You know, the transit time of food. We know it's you know twelve to fourteen hours somewhere in there. We also know that for a healthy healthy situation. Yeah, sure. We also know, and I love this from Doctor John Christopher. He was one of my father's mentors. Wow. And uh, he always said, drink your solids and chew your liquids. And just think about it. Drink your solids and chew your liquids. In other words, never swallow chunks of things. We've all eaten corn. There's no teeth in here. Correct. These are the blades yeah. for, for emulsifying and breaking down and mixing with the salivation and the parotid glands and saliv- you know, to help to identify what's coming, stomach, digestive system, get ready, you know, mm-hmm. and, and people, you know, you, they take and just gulp things down and then drink, you know, and then wash it down with some fluid and yeah. then wonder why we're number one in the world for Rolaids and Prevacid yeah. and Nexium and all that other stuff. Unreal. So, you know, drink your solids, chew your liquids. Mm. Just one little concept alone can start the process of eliminating gas, bloating, nausea, and heartburn. Mm. But also we found clinically that most people, not all, but most people can have a hiatal ligament issue kind of some interference with the hiatal ligament or a hiatal hernia yes which if there's anybody that that suspects they have a hiatal hernia we can check those today yes takes two minutes to actually drop those i give them an exercise to do first thing in the morning for four to six weeks you reprogram that tissue to stay out of the diaphragm that's one of the leading causes of of acid reflux and heartburn is that they actually have a hiatal ligament impingement Okay. And that's you can get that corrected without surgery. And uh, that's interesting that I learned this from a uh, lady who has been battling this for a long time. And uh, no matter what she tried, it didn't work. When I started working with her with apple cider vinegar, yep. and uh, all of a sudden she was doing so much better. Yep. But it came back. Yep. And she told me that uh, she ended up talking to a doctor, I think up in Whitefish, who adjusted her because she had it since her pregnancy. Yep. 
And so some, and uh, this Very is common. just going out to women who have this, who have given birth and who can say, wow, I've had this indeed ever since I was pregnant. And here I'm trying to medicate myself. You can adjust that hiatal hernia uh, with a simple adjustment. With yes, a non-invasive, stra- yeah. non-invasive. Yeah. Have, I've brought the equipment to do it right out of my clinic. All right. Um, just It's a very, very simple, non-invasive. It's a, it's a little tender, but, you know, because you're, you're, you're unwinding tissue you bet. that is trapped. Yes. And it's keeping things open that should not be open after you start to masticate the food and start chewing and swallowing. It's, it's keeping things kind of a two-way that should be one way. Yes. And that's what's what's actually going on. And it's very simple to fix. A little exercise at home takes 10 seconds every morning for four to six weeks to reprogram that to not come back. Mm. And uh, it's very, very simple. One you know, of you the... mentioned something earlier that I just got to revisit because I just love what you no, said. No, it's done. It's done. It's We're done. moving on to the next chapter. Okay, well. well go ahead. But I got go you, you made You made the it's comment. We heal from the top down, the inside yes. out. Yes. If you think about why that's so relevant and going a little deeper on that, just that comment, Everything here is all input. In the head. Yes. Yes. Input here. Yes. See, smell, touch. Correct. Taste, right? Everything is right here. Yeah. So if you're, you know, the input, if the input's faulty, performance is off. The input is proper, performance is proper. It's just, this, and so right here, the mouth, that's diet. Yeah. That's the digestive process and the things that we've touched on. So I just thought I'd like to kind of, piggyback with your comment because yeah. i've heard my father say that for you i heard my mentors his mentors mm-hmm. um we're all in you know and that's the other thing too about 57 percent of all medical treatments for chronic illness changes every two to two and a half years changes hmm. or adjust really yeah there's as much as 57 percent adjustment in what was used for parkinson's two and a half years ago has been adjusted or changed or modified because it's because they're still chasing the symptom and if you're going to chase the symptom of the problem, you have to continue to modify your approach. Yes. When you're chasing the cause, no modification required, just good application and execution, mm-hmm. right? To, in order to, because health is a process, it's not an event. I the see. process is not an event. You can't take a pill for the ill and you have your health back. And symptoms that have diminished does not necessarily mean health. It just means that the body is out of a state of crisis Correct. to the point where it does not have to give you maybe that symptom. But if all you've done is suppress the symptom, it can manifest later. You said it earlier, instead of having, you know, breast cancer, oh, now I got pancreatic cancer. That's Correct. not fair. Correct. But the reality of it is that's how the body works if you're, all you're doing is suppressing the symptoms and not addressing the cause. Yeah. So I just felt like, I mean, you said that's a profound statement. I've heard that all my life. You know, I know you, you picked that up as well from learned mm-hmm. people. And, mm-hmm. and I like to go in a little deeper on that particular, you know, of a comment because it's so true and people need to understand this is all input this is all input that's what we heal from the top down yes it's all input and if the input's off or not what it should be we're going to manifest our own ill health to piggyback right on that one (laughs) we i tell people uh, lately that there are really two parts to our body there is the part above the neck and the part below the neck the part above the neck is the coach, talks to us 24-7, tell us what to do, never gets tired. And then we have part below the neck, which is the athlete, the body, which needs nutrition. Yeah. The part below the neck is similar to a car. If you don't feed it, it cannot function. If you don't put gas in it, it's not going to get emotional with you and say, today, the four next 300 miles, I'm going to run on fumes for you. Yeah. Because I love you so much, yeah, right? right? Car yeah. doesn't do that. Doesn't no. get that touchy feely with us. You don't feed me, I will not drive. 
when we are going uphill at 75, 80 miles an hour to cruise control, we want to go fast, we are burning through fuel much more than when we walk, when we go, when we drive on a flat road. Sure. So there is something when we demand more from our own body, from our own athlete, from our own vehicle, because the brain, the coach tells us we are exhausting the body, but the coach will always say no pain, no gain, go another hundred yards, jump a little higher, get one more exercise done, work till seven o'clock tonight instead of six o'clock. And then when you're done, grab something quick to go. You don't have time to sit down because 7.30, 7.45, you got a parent-teacher meeting. You got to get over there. Then you got to sit there focused. You got to be really interested in your child. And right. then when you come home, put the kids to bed, kick the, kick the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the babysitter out, you know, and then do the dishes and then yeah. go to bed. And by the time the coach says, now you can rest. Most of us literally collapse and fall asleep. Yep. Because we are being pushed and pushed and pushed by the brain. And so one of the things that I tell people, you can keep doing that as long as you feed the body. Sure. You got to nourish it. So that means you have to adjust your proteins. You got to adjust your fats. You got to adjust your carbohydrates. You got to look at the quality of fuel. Yep. You cannot put diesel in a, in a Ferrari. It, it won't run. That's right. And you have to follow the instructions. And the one thing that we have, everything we purchase in the store, almost except vegetables and fruits, everything almost comes with an owner's manual. Yes, it except does. Our body. We come through that birth canal and nobody comes out with a roll of paper stuck in their hands that says, follow these instructions. Here's how to take care of me. That's right. <laughs> we learn as we go. Right. And so a lot of people, and that's why we're talking today, there is more to health than the symptoms that the body displays. Correct. And we have to be honest with ourselves that when you go to a doctor and a doctor says, how long have you been dealing with these symptoms, with these issues, that you don't tell them it's just been a month. But if you say, you know what, to be totally honest with you, you know, my dad died when I was really young. I had to start taking care of my mom. I started working like a, like a, like a fool. Uh, then I tried to do, uh, evening classes. Then I got a job finally. I worked my way up. I had to do three jobs in order to, to, you know, just tell the person that you have been stressing and dealing with continuous stress on the body, on the mind since you were a, t a late teenager. Yep. yep. And, and when you do that with a doctor, they're finally going to tell you, you know what? We need to do a whole system overhaul. We need to help you in order to see where you are in the next 20 years, in the next 30 years, not looking at if you're going to be better next week. Right. But that would be great. If we can see a 10, 20, 30% improvement in one week, we know we're on the right track. But eventually, you're going to have to really, this is going to be your work. If you want to yep. switch it around That's right. and it's not going to be painful, but it is going to be profound. Yes, it is. And that is a big difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the, the, uh, the process of helping people uh, erase um, and de-stress what they've done to themselves and help them, first of all, become aware of it. it. I mean, it's a beautiful transition that can take place. I mean, you can see the light bulbs go on. Oh, yeah. Right? When they're ready and they want it and they know they've got to do something different. I mean, we've had people, and just, just this one component alone, I've seen people lose anywhere from 17 to almost 100 pounds. And they did not come there for weight loss. It's a byproduct of a balanced system. It's yeah. a byproduct of what you said, taking care of these stressors the proper way. It's yeah. a byproduct of changing the input from negative to positive. It's a byproduct of stop feeding the Ferrari diesel, yeah. right? And so when we, when we focus on those things and we help people realize that 
you know what? Just because the symptoms improved, like you say, 30, 40% improvement in a week, that's awesome, right? That's great. But, but don't be faked out because people can tend to get faked out a little bit where they think I, my symptoms are better. Therefore, I must be healthy. Correct. The reality of this is the human body cannot heal in a state of crisis. Yes. It takes everything you do and everything you input to try in crisis management. Mm-hmm. So you're not healing. Mm-hmm. You're in crisis management, like the adrenal thing we talked about earlier. Once you do the right things for the body long enough and take it out of crisis mode and you're feeling really good and that symptoms are subsiding, now you're getting to the point where you can transition to restore, rebuild, and repair. You can't do both. You can't be in crisis management and restore and rebuild and repair. It's an impossibility. That's like being diagonally parked in a parallel universe. It just doesn't really fit well, okay? Mm -hmm. So when you get people to the point where they're taking that stress off, and I tell people three to six months, Three to six months to get stable, meaning that you have done the right things in the right amount, in the right order, for the right amount of time. Those four key principles are in place, and you understand that for yourself now personally. Do that for that three to six months. Get out of crisis management. Then you spend the next one to three years in restoration, restore, rebuild, and repair. Mm -hmm. Clinically, there's no way around it. Bernard Jensen proved it. He saw over 400,000 patients in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. He has required studies, okay, yeah. for anybody in the naturopathic or nutritional field. He's required, okay? Yeah. So three to six months to get stable, one to three years to get well. But if you're erasing 40 years of ill health, it's a great investment. It is. It, it's not and You'll bad. notice a difference soon, but like you said. Yeah, you'll see just, a difference yeah. in three to five days. We have to stick with it. Right. All right. We'll be back after the break. So stay tuned for that and just enjoy having you around. We'll be right back. Make a sedentary middle-aged man outjump an antelope. <laughs> Heaven knows what goes on in their minds. Why some of those doctors think they're divine. About one half step down from the man upstairs. They can't walk on water or part the sea. But I had one who separated me from my gallbladder. Never penny of money I made for the last six years. Doctor, doctor, have mercy on me. Doctor, your cure is worse than my disease. The practice of medicine is a must, but must you always practice on us? Doctor, have mercy on me. They make you wait in their office for hours on end while they drive into the club in their Mercedes Benz that you paid for with your hemorrhoid ectomy. And those little gowns they give you got no back at all And they'd be too short if you were three feet tall I tell you, it's just a plot to strip you of your pride and dignity Strip down, naked boy, cough and sneeze Jump up on that table on your hands and knees Now, there's not another person in the world you'd do that for (laughs) 
but we just jump on up there like a cocker spaniel, like it's written somewhere in some sacred manual that you do everything the doctor tells you. Who do they think they are? Doctor, doctor, have mercy on me. Mercy on me. Doctor, your cure is worse than my disease. Practice medicine day and night. Practice, practice till you get it right. Doctor, have mercy on me. All right, welcome back to the wow. program. I thought <laughs> I thought this song pretty much uh, covers the topics uh, of today. <laughs> Let's go golfing. <laughs> We're done. We're here. Done. Our, our job is done here, Jacob. <laughs> All righty then. You know, I kind of feel like the guy running around what it must have been like or could have been like on the Titanic. Yeah. Where the guy's running around beating on the doors. You know, hey, ship sinking, ship sinking. Yeah. Come on, get out here. I see. And somebody comes to the door and says, "Are you sure?" You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like sorry, I got to move on. You know, yeah. it's like it, we 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 have no idea, unfortunately. Well, maybe we do. I think we are waking up uh, and becoming more aware. And I know the consumer is because they're demanding it. They're demanding better results. But they're it's one thing. It. it is already great that we see recognition. It's yes. another thing that we are are we willing to actually take action? Correct. Give up our traditional approach traditional approach i also mean by that the way we're taught by our parents it's well, just and our, our, verb, our vocabulary just that alone yes. this is not traditional what you and i are doing is traditional modern medicine yeah, it's right. only got a 150 year track record roughly if okay that, yeah. i mean the flexner report abraham flexner's talked about in the book in yeah. 1910 yes you know was that was an interesting that quote. was the deciding factor Yes. For why we have the type of chronic disease care system in this country. It was the deciding, it was the, it was the, it was the game changer. Yes. <laughs> well, on the air, Dave, <laughs> Dave Wooden, Dave Wooden, or excellent countries walking by. <laughs> have a good day, Dave. That's <laughs> <laughs> live radio. You did a drive by. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we have the system in place that we have now. See, there's two ways to have the biggest building in town. One, Work on your own building. Correct. Two, tear everyone else's down. That's right. And that's it. That's what's been happening. And that's exactly what's happened and for a hundred and going on a hundred and six, hundred and seven years now in this country is that, and most people that I mentioned, the Abraham Flexner and the Flexner Report commissioned he, by the Carnegie Foundation. Yes. I've never even heard of it. They have no idea where the history of modern medicine gained its prominence. It wasn't based on results. It was right. not. It was that's not based point. on results. Yes. It's based on the ability to uh, position uh, an industry, private industry, with government protection. Isn't yes. that an interesting concept? Yes. Book called Bottleneckers. If you're interested in reading that one, that's uh, Bottleneckers. Called Bottleneckers. Yeah. Okay. Um, baiting the government for private interest. Uh, it's been going on forever since one caveman saw another caveman's cave and said, "I like yours better. I'm going to take it from you, and here's the law to enforce it." You know. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's not new. Uh. I mean, it's just it's manifesting different ways, but but the concept is not new. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, there's there's a lot of money in Sick people, unfortunately. I mean, it's good business. Well, people yeah. don't build multi-million dollar extensions and add-ons to hospitals. Only sick people do. I see. See, and yeah, so, they're, they're, they have been traumatized, or they've been helped in the family, and absolutely. they just get this emotional connection and start yeah. building. Keeps yeah. going, keeps going. And so, uh, you know, what we have to offer, I think, is is a is a, a refreshing approach. Uh -huh. And as you mentioned earlier, there's there's uh, there's a need for all of it. There is a need for all of it because some people 
are going to, I mean, a friend of mine, she's a registered nurse there in, 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 uh, in Wyoming, works out of the, the, one of the hospitals down south in the Colorado area. Yeah. And she remembers what it was like, you know, giving somebody in a shot of insulin while they're eating a Milky Way. Mm. The disconnect of education, the disconnect of empowering people to take care of their own health. I mean, that's yeah. just a real, that's a piece of the problem. And the symptom of that is you got people sitting there eating Milky Ways and taking insulin shots because right. they don't know any better. I mean, they're all saying if we knew better, we'd do better. Well, but let's but we face have it. to we have to take responsibility. Got to got to work at it. Sure, but if you look at the way blood testing is done, yeah, and the ranges that are being used, if you look at triglycerides, my God, you, you can be anywhere between zero and one hundred and fifty. Thank you. Between thirty and two hundred. People are walking around with prediabetes, have no idea. They're being told everything is in a normal range. Right. And you're so high in the high normal range yep. that it is ridiculous. Most. And it's the same with thyroid disorders that are disconnected. So people are being put on, on antidepressants because they just can't get over the symptoms of thyroid issues. Yep. The doctor says you're normal. Next thing we know, we're taking antidepressants. You look at vitamin D levels. I see that everybody... Anybody that comes and talks to me because they have cancer or depression or some kind of chronic disease, most of the time the vitamin D level is either below 30 or hovering around 30. Yep. I tell people, get your vitamin D3 over 60 to be safe. Yep. And if if you can, get it between 75 and 100. Yep. Now, you may have to do some vitamin K2 with it because of the bone health uh, benefits that it has. But if you are not diagnosing people correctly then what one of the things that happens is you don't have the you don't have the diagnostic so what happens people walk around sick yep. and once they once they hit that slippery slope it goes it picks up yep, speed absolutely and before they know it they're such a mess and they're so over medicated on yep. everything that they need to do it's uh, it's very sad so it's we don't sad. have a system in place that actually educates people about how to get better right. but the way they've set the system up they have this air of uh, trust, uh, mm -hmm. the doctors on the, on the TV, Dr. Phil on TV, all these people who are all these medical doctors who just have this air, right? We really take care of you. And then they throw in a few natural solutions and people are like, Whoa, I got to go see this doctor. But meanwhile, you're not getting the answers right. that you need because when push comes to shove, they'll medicate you. That's right. Absolutely. Again, it goes back to the, the only two basic tools that are that are used, yeah. you know, and this is a tragic. This happened just a few days ago. I'm visiting my parents. I'm in Myrtle Creek. One of their, uh, one of my my mom's family members calls back east. Um, she's just now seeking this type of help to detoxify and support the nutritional needs of her husband, who was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer 18 months earlier. Yeah. And it's just now coming on the radar that maybe, just maybe he's a, he's part of his case is nutrition based, but part of his case is detoxification based yes. that, you know, this should have been discussed day one for every single person listening. Every single person that comes to my office and comes to your, your office as well. Then everybody, everybody is a nutrition case. Everybody period. There's no guesswork. There's no, let's run labs. Let's run blood work, which by the way, no two labs in the same town agree on the ranges. Have you That's noticed true, that? True. Yeah, true, uh, th true. They don't, yeah, they so don't stick with the same one. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. So, so, um, you know, having the ability to test these things in a meaningful way that makes sense, it, it's, it's the best way to go. It mm -hmm. just, it just gets the best results in the greatest number of cases. We have a caller on hold. Good morning, caller. Thanks for joining the program. Your name, please. How can we help you? Hi, Jacobus. This is Dana. Hi, Just Dana. Coming back. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Good morning, Dana. 
Um, I, I hated to even jump on because I'm enjoying the show so much today. Well, thank you, Dana. Um, I have I have gone through the adrenal issues, and we did the blood work and found that the hormones were way low. And so now I am on a, like a trochee for hormones plus the adrenal support um, herb-type supplement. Right. And that is helping tremendously. But my question is, on um, I have a Nebolsian cyst that they want to go in and remove because it's one that has gone rogue and has continued to grow instead of just dissolving itself. And I know on researching, I have found alternate methods other than surgery. And I am just curious as to whether you have dealt with anything like that. Bolsian? Nabothian. How do you it's spell a, it? A cervical. It's N-A-B-O-T-H-I-A-N. It's a cervical cyst type thing. Nabotian. Nabotian cyst. Nabotian. Is it fluid okay. or is it fluid uh, filled, Dana, or is it tissue filled? Um, I, he did a biopsy on it uh, a few years ago. It didn't really say, but to to feel it, it feels like it's fairly firm but it's squishy too okay cool more like a like a like a kind of like a fatty cyst lipoma might feel almost yeah. like a marshmallow uh yeah kind of okay okay so clearly the number one cause of these types of cysts whether it's a fibrous cyst in the in the uh, in the mammary tissue or in the uterus area the ovarian area mm -hmm. um, there's several things that we're dealing with as potential causes so i got can, is it okay if i ask you a few questions Look, sure. One, one big sure. thing that I see here before you ask the question, it says a nebotian cyst or a nebotian follicle is a mucus-filled cyst on the surface okay, of the so cervix. Fluid, good. Mm -hmm. They are most often caused when stratified squamous epithelium of the ectocervix, which is towards the vagina, grows over the simple columnar epithelium. Okay, good. Well, confu okay. confusing, but that's where it is located. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we have to look at is there's about five or six really, from a clinical standpoint, that stand out in any relation to a cyst, okay? And you're already addressing, it sounds like, one of the number one causes, which is an endocrine imbalance. It's a hormone imbalance, okay, that can develop. Okay. And if you're seeing results with that, but here's some of the things that we have to look at. Number one, we have to look for liver toxicity. We have okay. to make, okay, so liver toxicity is something that, are you coming by the, the Gesundheit this afternoon? I am, yes. If you want to take a few minutes and we'll do a quick uh, uh, exam and kind of run you through your paces, we can identify these things. But a toxic bowel, liver toxicity, we have to look at dietary uh, considerations. Um, and in this situation, uh, trauma, some past mm -hmm. trauma issues can also be uh, an indicator of, or a possible underlying cause. So we, you know, we don't want to rule those out. Yeah, but right. I'll tell you some of the first three things I look at is essential fatty acids. Make sure okay. you're on the right protolytic enzyme to help against okay. inflammation and scarring of the tissue. And I know that Jacobus probably has um, a product similar to what we refer to as ACEs. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah, you know what you're right. going to talk about? Uh -huh. Okay, yep, ACEs, right? Carlson, Vitamin. Carlson has Carlson, that, yeah. yep. You want to, we want to check that while you're there and see if okay. this is something that you might um, greatly benefit from. Some of the other nutrients that we have to look into, um, I don't know about, you know, formulas that contain like Dong Quai, or wild yam, or blue cohosh, blessed thistle, these types of things that will be found in your natural, non-invasive type, you know, creams 
that we can use, maybe in addition to some adrenal support. We might look at something like that. Okay. Um, and then basic calcium magnesium. But, uh, you know, okay. as far as nutritional support. Why calcium magnesium? It's, it's critical for the health tissue. It's just, it's, it's, magnesium does over 600 jobs in the human body. Yeah, I know, I know. Right. But it's, you say, and then, of course, calcium magnesium. So one of them is, so one go of them like, is going to be, one of them is going to be to help balance out the immune okay. system. If there's an immune system issue, one of the other is to balance out the hormones. The other is yeah. the immune system. I mean, there's at the ability for the liver to detoxify, the bowel, bowel health, mm-hmm. peristaltic actions based on the ability of that movement. You know, right. if, if a person's, uh, we found uh, with people that develop cysts that um, they're having maybe three bowel movements a week uh-huh. or have had a history. Maybe they don't now, uh, but they had a history maybe as a child all the way back as a baby. Maybe they would you know, have a bowel movement a week and you have to kind of go and ask mom, hey, what was my digestion like as a baby? What Because you know, these are things that position us. Remember we said earlier that ill health is a process, not an event. Well, so is getting healthy. It's a process. Not an event. So we have to look at these hmm. toxicities. But nine times out of ten, what I find with people that are dealing with a cyst, regardless of its location in the body, if it's fluid sil- uh, fluid filled, a mucousy type cyst, yes, we have yeah. a liver bowel problem, big time, and we got to check for food sensitivities. Yeah. Okay, and that, my kinesiologist um, has been working with me on some issues. We found uh, when I was in for an adjustment yesterday, found that. A connection between the heart meridian and the small intestine meridian that yep. he worked on. Yep. So makes total sense because you sh- I've seen some of the worst constipation cases be a heart condition. Some of the worst. Yeah. Isn't that okay. interesting? Right, yeah. yeah. Some well, of the that worst. Would be, yeah, and that's what he said. Because I've been, I average um, like 109 over 72 on my blood pressure. Uh-huh. And the other night it went to 169 over 80 or 92. Mm-hmm. And then two days later is when I went in and he discovered that. Now, let me and, ask you this. Let me ask you this, Dana. Have you been checked for food sensitivities? Yes. Uh, gluten and dairy okay. both showed up. Okay. So gluten is found in oats, wheat, corn, barley, marinades, and soy sauces primarily. Uh-huh. Primarily. So with this being a toxicity related to potentially the bowel and the liver, and it's not just a gluten issue, it can be higher up the causal chain, can be that you need to actually do a, a program called Phase 1. If you go online to knowthecause.com, it's fascinating work by Doug Kaufman. Okay. K-N-O-W, thecause.com. Okay. Great YouTube stuff, great recipes, and great uh, abilities to eat in a manner that eliminates the feeding of inflammation in the body, yeast, fungus, parasites, molds, these types of things uh-huh. that will mm-hmm. develop in that area that don't belong, okay? Okay. Uh, or to the excess that we can we can have them based on diet, lifestyle, and stress. So um, okay. there's some fun things that we'll be able to go with uh, and, and look into for you this afternoon and just yeah. not change a bunch of stuff, just help to modify the, the path you're already on. Sounds like you're on a good path. Yeah. Well, and I, I have tried to, we're, we're trying both, my husband and I trying to convert to more of a paleo style. Oh, good. Um, diet to good eliminate a lot of that. So, but it's, it's a long process. It doesn't happen overnight. I realize that. But no. I How long have you been on this path, Dana? In um, terms of like integrating a more holistic approach. How long have you been embracing that? Oh, you know, I have, I have done this to an extent for many, many years, ever since, um, they couldn't figure out why 
I was having weight issues and that, and they finally found Cushing's disease. Okay. Cushing. Oh, okay. Okay. So um, since then, I have done even more research on a continual basis as far as <laughs> what to do, what not to do, and that type of thing. But there's just some things, you know, that someone with more expertise is a big insight helps. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I appreciate your comments. And really, it's you know, what it boils down to is it's it's that the more you know or have experienced, you know, helping people with all types like A to Z uh, uh-huh. concerns on the health is that we've just refined the ability to refine what you have to do in order to get to the solution. Correct. So it's not that we're, you know, we're still researching and learning and developing just like you are on, on our path together. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that we have a way of, of looking at things and just kind of cutting to the chase as far up the causal chain as possible so that you don't end up doing with nutrition what modern medicine does with drugs, and that is right. treat a symptom. Correct. We right. want to get as far up the causal chain as possible. It sounds like you're really on a good path, and your kinesiologist is doing a good job for you. I, I have improved so tremendously since I started going to him. Um, I think I started going to him in March. I see. Well, Good. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So, Good for you. Yeah, yeah hey, totally. Hey, <laughs> we'll look forward to seeing you this afternoon. <laughs> we'll, okay. We'll see you later. Thanks so much, Jacobus. You're Dr. welcome, Dana. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, uh, boy, oh, boy, this is uh, this is really, uh, you know, as you're talking about going up the chain uh, to find the cause, you will realize that if in, in this field that you and I are in, and, again, we are not – bashing right uh allopathic medicine i feel there is room for both but every time there's a necessity for both there is a necessity for both and but there is a there is a there is a need for but they need to be right sized yes and (laughs) and it shouldn't be that the one who hasn't really come up with major major solutions yet is telling everybody else that that in the natural industry we actually shouldn't belong because we don't yeah. know what we're talking about. Yeah. It is uh, the the most miraculous healings have not happened because of uh because of this. And you know, it's interesting that more than the the majority of people actually use some form of alternative medicine. And I've mentioned this in the past. Yes. It's really interesting that uh when in crisis the majority of American people will pray for healing. Isn't that amazing? And that's an alternative form yes, of it is. asking for help yes. and asking for help. So don't deny that alternative health can be extremely powerful, Can is where often the healing starts. Mm. It is just that many of us don't continue with that therapy once we have found an answer. So uh, keep looking for answers. If it's not for yourself, do it for somebody else. We will be right back. Dan, uh, two hours flew by. Where did it go? Where? I feel like we're just getting warmed up. The archive. I mean, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The longer we're together, the more excited I get and the more I know we need to cover. So. And, and it's, it's, it's so, amazing. Yeah, and there are so many disorders that uh, that come up and... Many times when I talk to uh, people, I have pen and paper ready and I'm drawing things up for them so I can visually show them or I can write things down so they can take it with them. And because there's so much information coming your way, you just don't remember. When you see the notes, you say, oh, yeah, that's what we talked about. That's what we talked about. Sure. And so we're not doing that. We're trying to let people, by listening and trying to visualize, try to keep their attention. 
But based even in spite of that, there are so many topics where we can what we can talk about. Oh. And Tom, just called during the break, does not have a chance to uh, be on the air because he is uh, in the middle of work, but he had a few minutes. And his question to you, Dr. Dan, was, uh, what can I do for puffy eyelids? And these are the uh, puffy eyelids, the, the upper the upper eyelids uh, that all of a sudden has been coming up, and he doesn't know what it, the cause could be. Yeah, there's several things that we, you know, we talked about during the break that we makes total sense he could be experiencing some uh sensitivities to the air quality that has shifted here in the valley yeah uh, due to the fires and the things that are being used to try to retard that fire oh that's interesting too i wasn't thinking about the uh, absolutely absolutely so so for tom i mean if it's something that's new to him and he's like i'm noticing this it's not going away seems to be aggravating as if there's no redness or itching in the eyes if there's maybe no discharge or blurred vision or you know sensitivities but just the puffiness then the first thing I would look at, top two, three, two or three things I would look at is, uh, you know, some kind of a sensitivity, some kind of allergy is developing yeah. to the, you know, could be the air quality that's shifted. If that's the only thing that's changed in his environment, that can certainly have an impact on how his body Makes a responds lot of sense. to yeah. the environment. So it's yeah. giving him a sense that says, hey, I'm getting exposed to something I don't like, right? Uh-huh. Um, unless he's had some major dietary changes or went through some major stress. Um, I don't allergies. think knowing him, I don't think he has gone you, through You know that. Tom pretty well yeah. then? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but also you check for either a bacterial or a viral immune challenge. Sometimes they, we can get suppression of the immune system, exposure to the chemicals, maybe doesn't manifest as an allergy in puffy eyes, but it suppresses the immune system, allowing something else to develop. Right. And the symptom can be a puffy eye. So mm-hmm. I've had cases where this person, um, for example, going to blood sugars for a, se- for a second. Yeah. 300 plus on medication could not i mean out of control mm-hmm. diet didn't matter nutrition uh, medication didn't matter interesting when we did the exam to find out what the nervous system said is the priority we found that there was a topical scar on the body from an old c-section that was suppressing the immune system had allowed that immune system to to become weak to the point where a parasite was actually residing uh in the body affecting pancreatic performance I'll and it was honest. manifesting in the blood. So there's five steps to get to the cause. Yeah. She started using wheat germal topically on these scars. And in less than three weeks off medication, her uh, blood sugars b- dropped below 100. Huh. Off medication. Wow. Dietary changes were necessary still. But the suppress and then the support of the immune system naturally to get it back where it belonged. And these and the symptom, the numbers improved mm-hmm. and, and stayed corrected. This was over three three. Three or four years ago now. That's really interesting. So I um I want to ask you, Dr. Dan Young, my guest on the program, Gesundheit with Jacobus. Um when, when you do kinesiology, you ask questions to the body, but Correct. you don't ask them out loud verbally, right? You no. just you you think the question and you watch how the body reacts. Is that what happens? Actually, it's a little. It, there's actually a little more science to it than that. I mean, that's certainly intent plays a role. Okay. Um, I yeah, think because our, you said it's science based, so yeah. I don't know how or proven. Sympathetic. Oh, there's the room. This size of the neuroscience behind what we do as yeah. far as our examinations. The sympathetic nervous system ends in the skin. It's very very sensitive. I mean, you barely touch it, you feel it, right? It's very very. It's like. Um, like a sensor, okay? And those nerve endings correspond to organs and tissues below. So in nursing, they have, they were taught a term called ischemia or an ischemic compression test where you put pressure mm-hmm. 
over an area of tissue and with an intact muscle, that muscle will either remain intact or it'll shift a little bit and you'll feel it based on the stress that you're putting along that pathway. Okay. And that'll bring on display whether or not that pathways for liver or heart or stomach or digestive points or small and large bowel, where you ever you put the pancreas, wherever you put the pressure will bring on display if there's a stress along that pathway. It's a neurological feedback. So it's truly a neurological exam without putting you inside a cone or hooking you up to a bunch of electrodes topically on the skin, which will pick up the same. It's just the difference is you're seeing it recorded rather than uh, you'll see it recorded on a tape like an EKG. Right. You see that, but it's the same energy. It's just being shown through a muscle as your indicator rather than seeing it recorded on a screen. It's the same nervous system. It's the same energy. We're just accessing it a little bit differently. And it can be, it can, for most people, it's kind of strange, but it's about as accurate as a polygraph. And uh, huh. that's how we maintain 90% success rates in cases we accept, is because you, we're looking for those underlying stressors, foods, immune system, metal, chemical toxicity, or scars. Those are your top five clinical stressors. Now, there's 13 more that we know of that can interfere with the body's ability to perform, meaning... They could be doing the right diet. They could be doing the right, and they're just like you said earlier. And she was just not responding. Right, had to do some things, and we can use that to tell us for that specific person. Again, going back to the blueprint comment, where's the stress? What's causing it, and how to clear it? Because if you don't have the answer to those three questions, you do not have the right solution. You have to know where it is, what's causing it, and how to clear it. And with kinesiology, this neurological exam, it'll tell you. It'll guide you. It'll reveal. Bring on display. No different than the phones of today. If you touch, if you touch a screen, it brings something on display. It's the same concept. You're touching an area, a dermatome on the body. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the chiropractic or massage therapy term for it. Mm-hmm. And in that dermatome, that patch of skin is specific nerve endings. And it'll tell you if there's stress there or not. It's absolute and is, and it never lies. Yeah. But you need to know your stuff. Yeah. In order to recognize what you're feeling. Right? Sure. Yeah. So, so then we integrate some other things. Right. But so people can learn how to do this, but they uh-huh. may still not know what kind of questions to ask or what to pay attention to. Exactly. So if you say you've been doing this for so long as a, as a, as a doctor, as a naturopath, uh, since, uh, 2003 that you officially have done that in practice. Yes. That gives you the 16, 17 years of experience. Correct. Uh, added on to simply knowing how the technique works. Right. So I guess your sensitivity in technique is getting better. I would hope this, so, yeah. I sure hope so too, because otherwise <laughs> you're the wrong test. guest. <laughs> We're going to test it this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, I'll be able to tell things about people that I didn't even know I knew, uh, and it'll blow their mind. And it's, it has nothing to do with being a parlor trick of any kind. It's actually a neurological exam revealing stress patterns and those and again that experience does come into play and allows me to say oh do you have this this and this and if they say well yeah i do well then that's helping to confirm that it's liver that's helping to confirm that it's thyroid that's helping to confirm that it's adrenal see it's just it's just interpretation and asking the right questions and listening to the body and then more most importantly complying with the answers see okay okay that's that's the key let's let's ask then a question autoimmune diseases there are about a hundred of them how yeah. can you tell if somebody with kinesiology is there a way? I, it's not that I'm challenging you. No, I, simply I, I, asking, I want you to. Yeah, that's is good. it is it that you can tell? Because I tell people when they come in with uh, thyroid issues, I try to explain to them the connection with the pituitary gland 
the adrenals, yep. the fact that the pituitary is placing, um, is making about 10 different hormones. Mm -hmm. And I tell people, so if you have 10 different hormones, let's say for simplicity's sake, the maximum the pituitary can produce is 100%. You cannot make 110%. Right. So if the hormones included are the stimulation of DHEA, the stimulation of adrenaline, the stimulation of uh, uh, TSH, a thyroid stimulating hormone, the stimulation of cortisol, the stimulation of melanin, mm -hmm. your skin pigmentation, mm -hmm. kidney mm -hmm. function, uh, um, you, have, uh, you have the human growth hormone, maybe I already said that, if you have those different organs of mm -hmm. these different glands that are being stimulated, the hormones that are being stimulated, um, if one of them is more than 10%, simplicity's sake, 100%, 10 hormones, everyone is 10%. Mm -hmm. If one of them needs to kick in harder than usual and has to give you about 13% and another one has to give you maybe 15%, where are you going to steal the 8% from? Which hormone production are you willing to give up? Right. To order to, to give that little bit of extra to the one that is really needed. So I tell people when you base it on that, that gives you certain symptoms in your body. So we got to find out what is that. Number two mm -hmm. is I Perfect. tell them, for example, with thyroid, I said, we want to understand if the reason why your thyroid is not producing and therefore needs thyroid-stimulating hormone, is it because the, the thyroid doesn't get enough nutrition, like iodine, tyrosine, selenium, mm -hmm. or is the thyroid under attack from by antibodies? Yep. And that is a whole different approach. Yes. So when you work with somebody and do kinesiology on them, how can you ask the body questions what is really the cause behind the issue here? That's excellent. So when we do the kinesiology exam of the nervous system, let's say, for example, thyroid, adrenals, pituitary, and liver show up. Okay. Let's say that we have more than one that is actually with this process, this approach is coming on display and the nervous system is saying, hey, there's stress here. I'm out of balance. What can I do? There's a way with kinesiology that, number one, we prioritize. Uh -huh. So let's say after priority, it's liver. Of the four, priority is liver. And then let's say we check against liver the top stressors. What's standing in the way of liver performance? We have to answer these questions and let the body do the give us the de give us the data. Is it a scar? Is it a metal or a chemical? Is it a food sensitivity or is it an immune challenge based in either bacterial, viral, parasitic, or fungus? And you can do that with homeopathy. Now we integrate some homeopathy into the evaluation process and allow the nervous system to answer those questions. Then once we know what the stressor is, we can turn to the nutrition like the elderberry or the echinacea, or is it uh, a combination of, you know, the garlic and, and different things and vitamin and mineral supplementation. That's why the immune system is suppressed. It can't handle the bacterial load that's affecting liver, which is blowing out thyroid. You see, there's, a, there's steps there. Once the nervous system gives us the answers, then it's easier to connect the dots as to why. Why is this person having Hashimoto's? autoimmunity on the thyroid. Why are they having that? Because that's just a symptom. That's a name of symptoms. Remember we talked about in the first hour. Hashimoto's is nothing more than a name of a series of symptoms that people can have regarding thyroid. It doesn't tell you what's causing it, how to clear it, where the stress is. It doesn't well, there tell, is, answer there those. Is research it done points by... you in the direction of where to look, Sure, but, but let's it doesn't say... answer the question for that specific person. Hmm. Because you give me five Hashimoto's cases, and I'll give you in most cases five 
not completely, but relatively different approaches to how to handle the symptom. One might be a digestive issue. Another, yeah. and it's creating inflammation, right? Another might be that they do have a parasite somewhere in the body. Another might be that this person grew up as a child living next to a refinery and they're riddled with metal or chemical toxicities. Mm -hmm. Another might be that they're having allergy responses and it's overwhelming the thought. You know, so, you see what I'm saying? So yeah. you can take five people that have actually been diagnosed with Hashimoto's, but the underlying cause and the approach could be different as five different, different things. Mm -hmm. Even though they've been diagnosed clinically, the antibiotically with the, with the different labs and things of that nature, with the endocrine testing through ZRT labs out of Beaverton, Oregon, or wherever they use, whoever they did it uh -huh. through, mm -hmm. to confirm, yes, you have classic clinical Hashimoto's. You have the antibodies elevated. Yep, but it doesn't tell them why. Correct. you got to know the why, right? where the stress is, what's causing it, and how to clear it. You have to answer those three questions every time to have the right solution for the individual. So the name of the illness is the thing. Remember, the thing is not the issue. It's the evaluation of what's causing this and how can we clear it and then do it in a non-invasive, non-toxic way so that the body doesn't have to heal twice. Okay. And that's the other thing. That's the other important aspect to what you and I do is that when we make a recommendation, when we've done our evaluation, we're confident that we have identified key things specific to them. Because you know yourself, you if you get five Hashimoto's people that come to you seeking some advice on nutrition and detoxification in your office, yeah. you don't get put them all in the exact same thing because you yes. evaluate. You look at their history. Yeah. You look, you, you know, you get a picture of who and what they are as a whole person. What's contributing to the problem? So you don't do the exact same thing every time because there's no cookie cutter approach. Mm -hmm. You have to let the body dictate or the evaluation that you use dictate the direction of care that you provide. And when you do that and that person's fully listened to mm -hmm. and addressed all their answers to their questions taken care of, then you position them to do what we talked about earlier, which is, I understand fully why I'm doing what I'm doing, and I'm committed, and they'll do it long enough to get the result. Okay. Because people don't come to you with digestive problems. They come to you with, well, how is that interfering with the quality of their life? Correct. They don't come to you with headaches. They come to you with, these are interfering with this area of my life. I can't do things with my church or my softball team anymore or my kids, mm -hmm. right? There are certain things I can't do. So when we identify what's the thing interfering with in terms of the quality of their life, that helps them stay the course longer. So that they can get the result because it takes three to six months to get stable, one to three years to get well. There's no short circuiting of that. But if they've had the condition for 20 years, that's not a bad trade off mm. in terms of investment of time. True. You know, and restoration of yeah. their, of their health and experiencing life the way they want to. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. Very interesting. Cola, thanks for holding on there. What's your name, please? How can we help you? My name's Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi. <laughs> I was very interested in, um, all the things that you've been saying about the slow healing process, and I really appreciate having that emphasized to me. I am in my 60s. I've been overweight for about 40 years, or not 40, 20. Mm. <laughs> I'm just slowly getting like heavier and heavier, you know. Yeah. And I'm, I eat pretty well, like pretty clean eating, but I do binge on things like cinnamon rolls and, you know, flour and sugar kind of thing. And no matter how hard I say, I'm going to stop, I don't, you know, or I do for a while. And then I go, oh, I need a cinnamon roll. And then I'll make 12 of them and eat them all. And so my <laughs> yeah, body it's very, kind it, of, yeah. it's like my body says, okay, maintain this weight, you know. I see. Um, I never can quite get below. But my question is, 
now that I'm in my 60s, I'm really, my body is just not feeling right, even though I'm very healthy. Well, the, the other thing I was listening to, I should say, I according to the doctors, I'm very healthy. And yes. I was interested in mm. thinking or interested in hearing. I have a feeling my numbers are like on the edge of not being healthy. It's become very clear to me that this weight issue and binging is not going to and so I'm just wondering if there's any herbal supplements or foods or even even a mental attitude, I'll go that way too, to kind of keep me like thinking along the right ways, like no sugar, no flour, you know, just stop that uh, and anything else, you know, just to keep eating well. Um, right. does, does that make sense? Is oh, that totally. <laughs> totally. Good question. You want to start? You want me to go? Uh, why don't you go? Because okay. we're almost at the bottom of the hour. I'll, uh, I can answer that in the next half hour. Excellent. All right. Here we go. Mary, thank you so much, first of all, for calling. You know, metabolic dysfunctions or metabolic disorders is really what you're describing. And we eat ourselves into these, these conditions. And you, you mentioned mm-hmm. the, the mental aspect and the philosophical approach to your life. First of all, you know, uh, Jacobus well enough to know you, you've just met me, but we love and have a passion for people. But one of the things we have to be willing to tell them is the truth. And the truth is, we have to stop living like we're not going to die. We have to start living in the moment and really invest some quality time and some quality effort on our own health. So um, my my approach uh, with you is that it takes three to six months, maybe nine months in some cases of close monitoring to get the dietary issues, the habits replaced. In the meantime, there's a lot of things that we can help you with as far as sugar cravings, sugar addictions. Uh, certain foods, you know, modify, put you on food logs, which helps you be responsible and, and, and committed to your own personal growth when you have to write it down and be accountable to another person. So these are pieces to the puzzle that we can touch on as well as certain nutrition and things that we can pick up on. Mary, okay. we got, we got to go, but we'll, we'll continue to answer when we come back from the break. Okay. Right. Thank Thanks. you. Bye. Stay tuned, please. All right. Well, uh, so my goodness. Uh, oh, yeah. We were talking to uh, to a caller, and uh, the caller was Mary. Mary. All right. Well, Mary. My goodness gracious. I am so sorry that you're going through all this. Look at your body this way. Maybe that helps. A fireplace in your house. The fireplace. In order to get going, we need a little bit of paper. Then we need some kindling wood. And we need some big logs. If we want to do anything in the house, if we got to go to the second floor and do some work and we want to be nice and warm and the the heat has to go up, the best way is to put some logs on the fire. And then depending on the size of the logs and the quality of the wood, we'll have a nice fire going before you know it. And that fire will really give us a chance to um, to heat the house, to eat, to feel energy in the whole house. But if we don't use wood, wooden logs, like from oak or ebony or cherry wood or anything like that, or pine, but if we all we do is feed it paper, the paper will burn so quickly, the fire will never really get hot, the, nev- the fire never really goes through the entire house, and we cannot leave the fireplace because we're constantly wanted to put more, we have to put more paper into the fireplace to keep it going. And the only place that is really warm is right next to the fireplace. My point is this. If you look at your body 
and all you do is feed it paper, which burns very quickly, which is sugar or anything carbohydrates, be it carrot sticks, blueberries, be it organic uh, bread, uh, pasta, uh, you know, you eat all organic, then that is one thing then uh, that will get you some, but it doesn't really satisfy you in the long run. You constantly crave more paper or more sugar. But once you start adding proteins and good fats to the body, fats and proteins take about 50 times longer to digest in the mm -hmm. system than sugars. So once you start incorporating more protein, and I'm not just talking about a piece of steak at dinner time and, and a slice of, uh, slice of ham on your sandwich in the afternoon, we're talking about protein for breakfast, protein for lunch, protein for dinner, and then depending on your activity level, you need to increase the amount of protein. Because if you need to heat up more in the house, and there is a lot of stuff going on, and you have the windows open, you need to burn a little bit harder. So the thing is not that I'm not going to tell you to not eat candy or cinnamon rolls or anything like that. That is unimportant. The important thing is once you start feeding the body the tools that it needs in order to give you energy and to create healing, the craving for the sweets will simply disappear. That's absolutely right. It is. And it, 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 then you can try uh, certain supplements if that's what you want to do. But like Dr. Dan said earlier, the supplements are there to supplement your diet and lifestyle. So once you make the decision, okay, I'm going to have eggs and bacon or sausage for breakfast. I'm going to do uh, in the afternoon. Uh, you know what? I'm going to make myself a protein shake, really mm -hmm. with a lot of protein powder and fat and fish oil and coconut yep. and flax oil and avocados. Put it all in the mix. Get it. Put it in your fridge. You get hungry by 10, 10, 30. Just take eight, nine ounces out of that drink and drink that. Now you get fats and proteins back in your system. A little bit of fruit gives you that taste of sugar. So you go like, oh, this tastes pretty good. Then you make it to lunch. You have something for lunch that is decent, strong, that fills you up. It's not just a salad. If you do a salad, add some salmon, add some meat, add some eggs, add some kind of a protein, even if it is a vegan protein. Mid-afternoon, take some more of your shake. Dinner, have some protein with it again. And now you're going to find out that you are so full, you feel so satisfied, but yep. you're not bloated. You will actually not even think about eating a cinnamon roll in this case or more bread. So now the body is getting the nutrients it needs. It doesn't store anything it doesn't need. So you start to lose weight. You have more energy. Your brain functions better. Your cells go through the healing process. And you're going to find out that your life, the quality of your life is improving drastically. And so that is something that I would, uh, would, I, I would recommend. And Dr. Dan awesome. probably has something yeah. to add to that. You'd mentioned candida, which yeah. is important to keep in mind. Here. You know, because a lot of people, you know, they're accused of, oh, you don't have willpower. You don't have the commitment and the, the drive to be dedicated to yourself. And that's really not the case because if you have any type of a yeast or fungus GI tract overgrowth or imbalance, that is going to give you cravings that are absolutely overwhelming. They are, you have an insatiable desire. And again, it could be in, in your case, a binge type approach. It may manifest as I've gone a few days without having any sugars whatsoever. And I'm really proud of myself. And all of a sudden, wham, it's like an addiction. Yeah. I mean, it's the most addictive substance on the planet is, is these processed refined sugars. And once you get your body gets hooked on them or there's an over imbalance created in the GI tract, which demands 
it doesn't suggest subtly that you have sugar. It demands this is going to be the fair. And then unfortunately, then the emotional and the psychological thing kicks in after the effect of, see, you did it again, or can't you be disciplined? And you start browbeating your own self, right? Mm -hmm. Because you've done something you know you shouldn't, but it's almost an uncontrollable urge that you're going to have to do that. Right. So uh, it takes it takes monitoring. It takes adjusting, like you said. When we do food logs with people, the first four to six weeks, I don't tell them what they shouldn't be doing. I share with them what you just did. Exactly. What's missing? Yeah. Just put back what's missing, and guess what? This other stuff will weed itself out. A whole Western world partly because of religion yeah. it's all based on guilt yep we are guilty yep. we are sinners we are bad yep we can't do anything right and we got to get out of that mode we got to yes. realize that we're put on this planet to be creative yes and to be creators correct and so we are creating our own healing system and we become creative in that process and so that to me is so much more important than worrying about yes. everything you cannot do that's right Absolutely right. In fact, you talk about being creators and being creative in our own uh, future. One of the things that we're really, really um, solid on these days and very excited about, there's a lot of practitioners out there that, that aren't having the opportunity to express that creativity and that creativeness and that having that impact on people's lives in their own communities. And that's one of the things that I really, just a, just a quick plug here, the only plug of the day, but it's for internship programs. I cut years off of my learning curve. Because I had the opportunity, not just the schooling, but the opportunity to actually get the business side of my practice in place. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, I, you know, I went through a period of time, we talked about this this morning, where it was education by bloodletting. We got a lot of students out there running around spending a lot of money on college degrees that they're coming out of these schools with a lot of debt and no real path for implementing and becoming valuable in their marketplace and delivering a quality of care that people are willing to exchange their hard-earned dollars and time for mm -hmm. and coming to see you on a regular basis. And our internship program fits that need. It fits that tremendously well. We've had 12 people come through now. There's 10 different offices across the country that are utilizing um, our approach. They don't. It's not me duplicated in them, okay? Yeah. It's It's an opportunity for them to maximize their business side and get that in place so that they can focus on the real issue, which is providing quality of care to people at an affordable price. These are uh, practitioners who yes. come to you. This yes. is not a lay person who just No, these decide. are practitioners that want to come through and actually build the practice that they desire. Uh -huh. And some people are only wanting to work part-time, and that's fine. Some mm -hmm. people want to you know, develop up large businesses. Mm -hmm. But uh, that six-day internship program combined with six months' worth of weekly support can be the difference between keeping good quality, natural, holistic practitioners working in this field. Yeah. Because you won't, money's not everything unless you don't have enough. Mm -hmm. And then unfortunately, in that moment, it becomes just about everything. I mean, right. you have, you know, and so we want to position practitioners that are serious about building a business in their community and having the kind of impact that they know they can have right. if they can connect the dot between their market and how valuable they are. And Correct. that's the business side of the, of the, the business program. Yeah. It's an important thing. A lot of people start a business with the idea because they thought it was a good idea, but they yep. don't, they haven't really studied all the details about what it takes in order to be successful. That's right. You know, that's right. And that's why so many businesses fail. Yeah. I mean, you got to work year. every day like it all depends on yeah. you and pray every day like it all depends on God. Yes. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, it's, and then be really patient. Yeah. You know? And uh, hmm. so I like to get that in there because I know there's people, I've met them, they've called me from across the country, um, you know, where they've gone through these schools, they've spent a lot of money, 
and they've become a little bit disillusioned with the fact that they are really good healers, but they're living on their second mortgage on their house because financially they haven't been positioned to be successful in their own marketplace. And that's tragic because we need more of us in every community in the country. You bet. That's true. Yeah, the market yeah. demands it. Yeah. So and not it, enough it, of us to go around. The market demands it. No, that's right. That's right. Not enough hours in the day. Uh, Dr. Dan Young, the country doctor, nutritional center in Cheyenne, Wyoming, 307 634 2464. 634 2464. Hey, uh, Jacobus? Yes. Yeah, this is Bruce. Hey, Bruce. Nice had to a, hear your voice. I had a question about statin drugs. Statin drugs? Statin. Oh, statin drugs. Yeah, yes. Statin. Was, yeah, you bet. Uh huh. I was just curious what he, what he thought about trying to get off those. Well, I think it's imperative that people try to get off those as much as they can. I mean, I'm not, here's the thing about drugs, first of all, um, uh, Bruce, and thank you for calling in. Medications were originally designed and formulated to be used as a last resort, not a first response. That's where they originally, I mean, think about penicillin back in the 40s when it hit the scene. It was, it was hailed as the miracle drug, the wonder yeah. drug, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it was saving people who were dying from life-threatening infections on a bed. You inject it. High, qual high quantities of those, you'd save a life. What's happened in the last 50 to 60 years, 70 years, is that we've moved from last you know, use uh, for these medications to first response approaches to these symptoms, and it's become a miserable failure. A lot of the statins that we've seen that people have come to us already on have uh, created a lot of neuropathy in the feet. They've created a lot of uh, actual additional heart uh, concerns that develop, and the list goes on and on. There's a, there's a book called Pocket Pharmacist, that I would encourage people to get. Jacobus may have it in his uh, in his. I don't uh, think I do. In one. his yeah. um, uh, literature at the uh, Gesundheit uh, Center. I don't know. And it's that something that to be aware of when you're getting prescribed these types of medications. Again, it goes back to informed consent. Know the risks, know the benefits, and know the alternatives. And I think as consumers, you obviously, Bruce, are are, are concerned about that informed consent because you pose the question. I'm not a firm believer in any of these uh, medications. Um, that unless it's a life-threatening situation, um, you know, the, the, to avoid medications at all costs and only have that be as a last resort, that is the mindset that we need to adopt about these things. Mm. You know, the other thing, Bruce, that I can add to this, uh, the uh, about 25 years ago, the uh, if you had a cholesterol total of about 300, everything was honky-dory. And systematically, over time, they have started to change the numbers, bring it down to 250 to 225 total cholesterol, mm -hmm. then 215. Then it, now it is less than 200. And there's two things that happen over here. Not only is it a lie, it's one of the biggest lies uh, that was ever created by, uh, by the pharmaceutical industry to talk about how cholesterol causes heart disease because it doesn't. And uh, definitely not at the number that they're talking about. But the other thing is, if you have a job and you need to get insurance and you get your test done and they say, for us, your, uh, your cholesterol is too high, your premiums go up. And there is nothing wrong health-wise with you. As a matter of fact, you, many people are better off having some higher cholesterol mm -hmm. because it is so important. And right. for, for us men, as we get older and testosterone levels drop, when testosterone levels drop below a total of 550, we have an immediate 30% increased risk for cardiovascular problems and a 20%, 24% increased risk for developing strokes. 
So, and on top of that, when testosterone goes down, so does the good cholesterol HDL. So mm -hmm. if your HDL drops between 35 and 45, you have an increased risk for either immune problems or cardiovascular problems. Uh, so all of a sudden, we are, we are creating a system whereby uh, the doctors are saying, well, you are getting older, your cholesterol is bad, so um, you, we need to put you on statin drugs based on some kind of a number that is not attached to the actual individual. They don't ask the person what the person is doing diet-wise or exercise-wise or um, to go with Joel spiritually-wise, uh, new age thinking. Uh, it is simply a question of what the, what is the number and based on the number, you need to be medicated and your insurance premiums will go on top, will go up. So that is an, it's a long-term problem, uh, Bruce, that I would uh, address a little bit differently. I would literally look at the numbers and see what we can do to change the numbers around. Yep. Bad cholesterol is not a bad cholesterol. It is a cholesterol that is made by the liver. Yep. And so obviously there is a function to it. We just need to respect the function that it goes, uh, that it helps the body in fighting inflammation, injury, and uh, as well as um, uh, inflammation, injury, and infections. So when that number is up, the LDL is up, that means there is something brewing on the inside. Uh, so I appreciate you called in today. Oh, thank you. Thanks, you Bruce. Bye-bye. And we're pretty much out of time. I, I really appreciate it. <laughs> One uh, last comment. The beautiful do. thing about 18 steps is these are things that we documented. We didn't create. Okay, They've been around for thousands of years of natural recorded history yeah. uh, in terms of uh, different civilizations around the world uh, and their ability to take care of themselves in a natural, non-invasive way. This is not this is not new. It's not new age. Mm -hmm. It certainly has nothing to do with the hocus pocus that uh, that seems to be permeating in some people's mm -hmm. thinking. So, mm -hmm. um, And if you only use one or two of them, sometimes you get amazing results. We just documented that there's actually a total of about 18. Yes. Sometimes people get amazing results when they just implement and execute on one or two. So that's exciting as well. Hmm, good point. Take care. We'll be back next week, Saturday, for another edition of Gazoon Tight with Jacoba. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, we'll be back next week. Bye bye.